All right, we are on Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis. If you recall, we are in the middle of the discussion about where we put Atachon Antonu, where we put, I'm sorry, where we put, the, yeah, Atachon Antonu, Abdella, in Shemona Esri. So we already had a couple of pins, and now we're going to have the last opinion of the Mishnah. We are four lines from the top, Rebbe Eliezer, Aymer Bahida. So the Mishnah said, Rebbe Eliezer says, you put Havdela in the Bracha of Maidim. Rebbe Zeru Havar Rachiv Chamra, Rebbe was riding on a donkey. Behind him. And Amalei said to him, For sure you said in the name of Rabbi Yechren that the Allah is like Rabbi Yechren, that in fact we say it by Maidim. That's by a Yomtif that falls out on Sunday. Think about it. If Yomtif falls out on, on Motzei Shabbos, right? So then you can't say, generally what we do is we say, But we don't say that bracha on Yomtif. So if Yantif falls out right after Shabbos, then where else are you going to put it? Teretz is put it in Maidim. So that's when we hold like a Beliezer. So I'm in. He says, yes. Halacha. That's Halacha. Where I said, wait a second. Halacha. Machlal the Pligi. The Halacha implies that someone argues. Nobody argues. Where he says, no, what are you talking about? How Pligi Rabbanon. The Rabbanon do in fact argue on that fact that when Yantif falls out after Shabbos, um, right, the day after Shabbos, that you don't put it in Maidim. Amar, the Pligi Rabbanon, Bashar, Moshe, Well, let's say that the let's qualify. The Rabbanon only argue about where you put Havdala in by every day of the year, when, i.e., when Shabbos is followed by a weekday. But a Piyantif, Shabbos, but when Shabbos is followed by a Yantif, me Pligi, who would say they argue? Maybe they would agree that you put it in Maidim because you can't put it in Atachainin. In Atachainin. So who's the one that argues? Maybe not to Rabbanon, maybe to Rabbi Kiva. What are you talking about? We never paskin like Rabbi Kiva. Right? Now all of a sudden you're going to paskin like him? We never paskin like Rabbi Kiva. We had a similar, thing, a similar concept earlier in the Mesechta. Okay, what's the rule? Why don't we generally paskin like Rabbi Kiva? Because the Tamni Srei Tikkun, Tishtari Lai Tikkun. Because we only have a model of 18 brachas in Shemun Esrei, not 19. So you can't just add on more. Because that's not what that's that's not the model that we had. So I'm here too. Shab tikun timni light tikun, right? Meaning we only have eight, not nine. So therefore you have to work with the eight that you have. You can't add more. Amalei lav halacha itmar. It's not halacha elamatin. Okay, that's, we're not saying that the halacha goes like him. Rather we're saying matin, a very interesting concept, right? We'll have this often with a rabbi. A rabbi will say, tell someone something in private, but they wouldn't necessarily say it in public. Right, the Igris Moshe is a, a lot of the, of the letters. All the letters he wrote was specific to the person's situation. So it says in the beginning that you shouldn't paskin based off the safer because it was specific to the person's situation. So sometimes, being that as, as it may, a, a rabbi will often paskin for the person privately in that situation. So that's what it means by lav halach itmar. It's not a halacha that he would say publicly elamatin. Rather, it's something that he told the person privately for his situation. Itmar, it is said. Okay, some say it was halacha, some say he said it in private. Rabbi Yechanan said, no, there's a, lo- a, lo- a level lower down from even saying it privately. It's just that they agreed. There was no machlokas. That, but the evidence, okay. It's an, even a, level, a lower level. Right, so go listen to Rabbi Yechanan because he takes good notes in Shir. He takes good notes. So go listen to what he has to say. Just like this individual named Rachva from Pupadisa. He also took great notes. The Amar Rachva, what did Rachva say? Amar Bihuda, Harabai, Satif Kafel, Haya. There are a lot of benches, right? Rows of benches in the Harabais. Well, he sat the He had a bunch of different rows of benches. So he wrote these very uh, nicely written notes about the benches in the Harabais. So we see that he wrote nice notes. Amar Bihuda, Anoloi Haya, Dana Beloi Haya. Okay, so back to Havdal thing, right? Rihuda says, I don't hold like this or hold like this. I don't say any of this. When Yomte falls out the day after Shabbos, I don't say the normal Atachoy Nantanu. Rather, what do I say? What we say nowadays. El Midrav Shmuel, Midrav Shmuel, Yadina Tetekinu La Mergani Sebebabel. They were Misaka in this bracha in Babel. This is the bracha that's following. 
Very similar, but a little different, right? Hashem helps us know the difference between all these different things. And He gives us, you know, joyous times. Right? It differentiates between the Kedush of Shabbos and Yantif. And it goes on and it goes on and so on and so forth. So, Rabbi Lazar is saying, I don't hold of, you know, you're having a whole issue. Where do I say it? What do I say? Rabbi Lazar is saying, well, there's a new Nusach. There's a special Havdalah that we put into Shemona Ezrei just for this exact situation when Shabbos goes right into Yantif. Okay, next Mishnah. So, if a gets up there, and he says the following. He says, "Al Remember, we're going to have three statements. If he says that, you know, should have mercy on the birds, on the bird's nest. And remember the good that you do for me. Remember the good times, Hashem. And and he says, twice. So then, Mishat If he says one of these three things, then we remove him from the bima because it's not, it's not proper. So let's go through these three things. I understand if he says Maidim twice, then Mishtakan, I say, remove him. Why? Because it looks like he's davening to two gods, right? And I understand when he says, ah, remember the good times, Hashem. Nami, right? That's Mashma, you only, only think, praise Hashem for the good, but not the bad. For Tanana, we learned, Right? That a person is obligated to bless Hashem for the bad, just like he's obligated to bless him for the good, because we know that ultimately everything is for our good. So therefore, we should bless, even if we don't know the reason. We bless Hashem for the bad too. So I understand why you would remove by those two instances. El al-Khan but saying have rachmanis on the birds, like, why, why would we remove him? Who cares? Right? What's so bad about that? So my time so pligi ba trei amarav. So the machlokas between two between the two amarav in b'marav in Eretz Yisrael. Why why in fact we remove him if he says pavrachmanos on the birds? Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yosi bar Zvida chad amar and they should make the kinah b'maizer brachas. It's going to cause jealousy between um, the creations, right? Where the, the the elephants are going to come and say why only the birds? Why not us elephants? The lions are going to come and say why only the birds? Why not not us lions? Right? Meaning you're giving special attention to the birds, but all creations are equal. All the uh, all all the brachas. V'chad amar and they should Right, it's almost like you're you're doing a mitzvah based on the reason. Meaning, yes, it's true. If if knowing a reason for a mitzvah helps you do the mitzvah, then there's then there's validity to that. But you shouldn't the the main point of the main motive of doing a mitzvah shouldn't be because of the reason. It should be because Hashem told me to. So you don't want to diminish Hashem's greatness like that. Do a mitzvah because Hashem told you to. You don't necessarily need to delve into it. If that helps you, then that's another thing. But you know, the main motive. Anyway. So a little story here. He came in front of Rabbi. Omar and said, Right? Just like you had Rachmanis on the Khan Sipar, you should also have Rachmanis on us. So Amarabba, Kamiada Tsorba. Wow. Azachazin. What a chazin. This guy's saying, just like you have mercy on the birds, so you should have mercy on us. What do you mean? It's ah, what a chazin. We just said that if you say Hashem has rachmanus on the birds, then you remove him from the bima. Why is it such a great thing that this chazin is doing? So he was being sarcastic. He's saying obviously, you know, obviously not. He, he didn't do the right thing. He was just sarcastically saying ah, what a chazin. Another story. There was a chazin. Right? And uh, he went in front of Rabbi Hanina and he said the following. so far, but then he said, different praises of Hashem that we don't generally say in Davening, obviously. So Rabbi Hanina went ahead and Hamtin Loy he waited until the Chazan finished, respectfully. Ki when the Chazan concluded, Amarlay, 
You're done yet? <laughs> That's what he says to Chazan. You're done yet? You're going off this praise, that praise, this praise. What are you doing all this for? What do you need all this for? What was so bad about it? So let's see. Anon, Hani, Tlas, Darmin. We have three. Agibar, Agadov, Agibar, Vanaira. Three, three praises we say in Shmona Esrei. And where do we have that from? Because we have from Moshe Rabbeinu. Ilav da'amrinu Moshe Rabbeinu ba'araisa. Had Moshe Rabbeinu not, not, not pointed out those three specifically in the Torah, v'asu anshek neset adol, and then furthermore, the anshek neset adol came, v'takninu betfila, and they put it in davening, lo avinin yecholun l'meymar lu. We would not have been able to say this, right? Because Hashem's praise is endless. If we start, then we would never be able to finish. But Moshe Rabbeinu, the Anshik Nasek gave us these three specific ones to do. So that, therefore, we're able to do it. But if you think about it intrinsically, there's really no way you can start to praise Hashem because you can never finish in the first place. What, what are you going to give praise to Hashem? Hashem has li- it deserves limitless praise. So you're going to say all this? How can you do that? Vazalta? It's a parable to a king. That he has all these, you know, thousands of golden coins. And you're going to praise him over the, 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 the silver coins he has? I'm sorry, contrary, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, gold coins, and you're going to praise him over the silver coins, right? He has something which is much more precious, and you're going to praise him for the thing that he has that's not as precious? So do Hashem, you know? He has all these precious praises, and you're only going to, you're only going to give him a few praises? He deserves endless praise. That would be a genai. So therefore, we shouldn't start in the first place. So you should, of course you shouldn't go and do all these seven or eight different praises. Don't add your own things. But at the end of the day, um, we have three from Moshe Rabbeinu, so therefore we're allowed to say it. And we know, obviously, that you know one is allowed to put you know, their own tachanunim in, uh, in, in Shemona Esrei in, in certain points. Right? But that's obviously um, a different story than what this man did, than this chazan did. Okay, awesome Gemara over here. Big statement. Rechanina says everything is heavenly ordained. It's out of our control except for Yerushalayim. All Hashem asks of us is to fear him. Sigmar asks, is it such a small matter? He's saying, everything is, just Yerushalayim is the only thing that we have control of, but everything else is out of our control. Makes it sound like Yerushalayim is such a small thing. Yerushalayim is not a small thing. Right? That's what Hashem has in his treasure house. He keeps Yerushalayim in his treasure house. So Yerushalayim must be a very great thing. So how can you say such a small thing? Sigmar says, yes, it is a small thing. Relative Lagabi Moshe. Relative to Moshe Rabbeinu. Milsa Zajratsisi. Relative to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's a small matter. It's a mushal to a store, to a man. If you ask from him a bi- for a big vessel, he has a big vessel. It's like a small vessel because he has it already. If someone has something, it's not such a big deal to him. But if you ask him for something small, and he doesn't even have a small vessel, meaning it's all relative. If you have a lot, and someone gives you a lot, it's not that big of a deal. If you have a little and someone gives you a lot, it's a huge deal. So it's obviously all relative. At Tamaish Rabbeinu, Yerushalayim wasn't a big deal. To us, it is. I don't often do this, but I just want to quickly read this Rashi, which talks about this. It says, Hakol You don't have to look inside, but I'll just say it quickly. The Rashi says, Kol Everything that a person has is given by Hashem. Kigain, Aruch, Katzer, if someone's short, someone's tall, someone's short, Ani Asher, he's rich, he's poor, Chacham Shait, he's smart, he's not, Laben Shachar, right? Hakol, love and Shachar, what color he is. Hakol Bidei Shemaimu, everything is heavenly ordained. God gives us everything. Avot Tzadik V'Rasha, Enoi Ba Alidei Shemaim, Ezumis Nimsar Masar Adam. But whether or not one is righteous or one is wicked, 
That is not given to us through heaven. That is in our control. The Nasan Lufan of Shnei Durachim. And Hashem puts in front of us two roads. It's up to you to choose to take the correct path. Bechira, incredible lesson of Bechira that Rashi is teaching us. A lot is out of our control, but Yerushalayim is within our reach, and we should strive the most that we can to try to reach that. Let's just do a little more. We said that if someone says one repeats Maidim, if he says it twice, then we remove him from the Amr, we, we silence him. Amr Abzera. Anyone who says Shema twice, it's as if they said Maidim twice, meaning we remove him from the Bima. Meisve, or the Amr, I should say. Meisve, we have a question. Right? So you just said it's a bad thing to read Shema twice and that we remove him from the Amr. But now we're saying if one reads Shema and then says it again, that is, that it's, it's, it's disgraceful. But Maguna Dahabe, it's just saying it's disgraceful, but it's certainly not saying we should remove him from the Amr. So why are you saying we should remove him from the Amr because he says Shema twice? It says like Kasha. It's not a question because they're different situations. Hadamar milsa milsa v'tanila v'hadamar psuka psuka v'tanila. Depends if he's saying each word. He's saying shema shema Israel Israel Hashem Hashem. If he's saying each word twice, or if he's saying shema Israel Hashem Kenan Shachad shema Israel. Right? If he says the the pasuk itself twice, the entire pasuk twice. Wh- which one is worse? It's a machlekes between Rashi and Rabbeinu Chananel. But either way. Um, that that is the difference. By the way, at the end of Yom Kippur, we say Hashem Kim seven times. We only say Shema once. Maybe that's why, because we don't want to repeat the puzzle twice. Maybe he repeated Shema because he didn't have Kavanah initially, and then he wanted to say it again so that he would have Kavanah. So Amalei said to him, "What are you talking about? Is Hashem your Chavrusa? Is he just your buddy?" Me Ika, is he just your buddy? If someone doesn't have, if someone doesn't have um, um, kavana in initially, then we hit him. Some tool, some 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 instrument. We hit him with until he has kavana. So don't tell me I. The reason he's repeating shemas because he didn't have kavana in the first place. So then have kavana, right? We have to whip him into shape before he even starts davening in the first place. That goes into what we said, you know, a few a few a few hours ago that we said, you know, a person should prepare before they daven. That's what the chum would wait one hour before they daven. A person should prepare. Mentally to get into that proper state before the dove so that they have they could have some kavana. Okay, everyone will stop there on the top of Lama Dalad Ahmed Aleph.